Homer and the Hall of Famer Tony Smith, he's actually on assignment, which is too bad because the next time I talk with Jim McElvain, I want Tony Smith around. Mac, I know you were watching last night's game. Absolutely. What a fun game to watch. They've all been fun to watch. What, what stands out first about watching Shaka Smart basketball? I think there's a high level of energy at both ends of the court for 40 minutes that you don't always see in, in college basketball. And, and uh, that allows them, I think, to play through some physical mistakes uh, because they, they're, they're hustling. You know, it's in the name of effort. It's not in the name of laziness. I want to know if you can remember a game in which a team was out-rebounded by 20. And as far as offensive rebounds, maybe it was, I don't know, 12, whatever, and still won the game. I would have to check the box scores from uh, John Beeline's West Virginia teams. Oh, yeah, uh, that that's right. Played really goofy and had a ton of assists, and almost all their shots seemed like three-pointers, and they never got any rebounds. And, and both. That's a great connection because they also created turnovers, and that was a huge part of it. Not only did Marquette create turnovers, but had an edge of about 18 on points from turnovers, which is yeah. Part. You can you can out rebound a team by 20, but if you're going to turn the ball over more than 20 times, and Illinois turned it over 26 times, it's going to be hard to win a basketball game. That's that's because those are possessions. Uh, and Shaka Smart had a great line. He goes, when you miss as many shots as we did, the other team's going to probably get their edge in rebounding. And that is true. Yeah, the more shots you miss, the more rebounds are out there. But, you know, I, I give the freshmen a pass on some of their shooting woes in the first three games because they're freshmen. It takes a while to get your feet wet. Um, but I, I think at some point they'll settle in and, and roles will get more defined and, and guys – who are shooting threes might shoot less of them if they shoot them at all. And, and guys who should be shooting them, and obviously Morsel's shooting really well, he'll, he'll be probably shooting more. And I think the offensive rebounds are probably a part of it. I, you always look at total rebounds, but I'm wondering, thats I don't know if it's everybody on the team, but, but offensive, if that number improved, that would be huge. It would, and, and that's, that's hard. Sometimes um, if, if you're a team that shoots a lot of threes because you're spread out on the court, but you know, with the intensity that this team plays with at both ends of the floor, if, if they focus enough energy on it, I'm, I'm sure they'll get more. And, and I know it's an undersized team, but if you have an F next to your name for forward, you have to be getting rebounds. Prosper can't go out there and play 17 minutes and not get any rebounds. And um, ideally, you, you look at the rebounds per minute, you'd, you'd like to be you know, great if you're in the four range, but at least a rebound every five minutes, and, and that'll help your team immensely. Talking with Jim McElvain, it's nice to know you haven't changed because when you were doing the games, you'd look at the score sheet. I swear the first thing you'd look at is rebounds and make sure that everybody had at least one, and you're saying the same thing now. Yeah, well, it's, it's true. When, when you get out-rebounded by 20 – you're like, well, how did that happen? And then, and then you look at it and it's like, well, you got a guy that's a forward and he played 17 minutes and he didn't get any. And it, it doesn't all fall on his lap. Uh, Justin Lewis is, is a much more capable rebounder than four rebounds in 35 minutes. Um, and, and they have to understand it's, it doesn't fall on one guy or a couple guys. If they're an undersized team, it falls on everybody. There has to be more of an emphasis 
for all of them to make sure that they get their boards and understanding there's some assignment stuff, like maybe you have to face guard a guy and you can't worry too much about getting rebounds, or maybe you're one of the get-back guys that has to be out in your half court when a shot goes up to make sure you don't get beat in transition. But for the guys who have those opportunities, they really have to make the most of them. I wish you had coached at Marquette just so you could say to somebody, 17 minutes, the ball's going to fall next to you at some point in the game. <laughs> and if you were playing, i go, the one thing, I damn well better get a rebound. Her Coach Mack's going to show every second I'm on the floor. That was, you know, that, that was an emphasis for Kevin O'Neill. Mm-hmm. And, and I wasn't the greatest rebounder, and some of it was I was taking myself out of position to go after uh, blocking shots, but... Now that's that's not a full reason. When you're seven feet tall, you got to be able to snare rebounds at both ends of the floor. So, uh, and on this team, when when you're one of the taller guys on the floor, especially if you have shorter guys on the perimeter, and and they're going to have that. The, the kid they signed next year didn't didn't shock us. He was like five nine on a good day. Yes, you're you're not going to look to him to pull down eight boards a game. So you're you're going to have to pick up the slack for for your teammates if that's not one of their strong suits. The real reason I called you is watching Kerr Queth. He had five block shots. I thought, I got to call Mac and see what Mac thinks of his ability to block shots. And I know one of your big tips is when it's easy, make sure you block it to a teammate. But just watching him, your thoughts on his ability, because that's going to be huge for Marquette as they have the full court press. You used to say, hey, don't foul. Let the guy come by you. If he's beat you, I'll, I'll take care of business around the hoop. Yeah, and I'm I'm surprised they said five was his career high. I would have thought he would have gotten more than that, at least at Oklahoma before he came to Marquette. But um, at, at his size, you know, again talking about the importance of of rebounding for Marquette, it you want a rim protector, but you don't want to go after a shot so much that it takes you out of position to potentially get a rebound if the shot doesn't go in. Because really, when you're trying to block shots, you're not trying to block shots. You're just trying to get that guy to miss. And, and if you go through so much effort to get a guy to miss a shot that it takes you out of going after the ball, we, we saw one of those uncontested offensive rebounds that Illinois had. The guy ran right down from the foul line because everybody collapsed on the shooter and he had a wide open lane. So um, you want to try to disrupt as much as you can, but you have to find that balance between I'm going to block this shot and I'm going to maybe get a rebound. You want to keep the guy from scoring, but you, you don't want to, open up an opportunity for somebody else to get an easy basket. So how do you do that? How do you teach somebody who clearly has the ability to block shots to how do you make that distinction? What are you looking at? What are you watching? I think a lot of it is timing and position on the floor where you are relative to where the the guy shooting the ball is. And um, is he in a mind? You look at him and you see him as being in a mindset where he's committed to taking that shot. And if you believe he's committed to taking that shot, can you get over there and disrupt it at a point where he's going to have trouble adjusting? And and if you do, where's that shot going to potentially go if you don't block it? Is it going to the, is it going to go to the other side? And is it in transition where nobody's set but your man's down there and he's going to have a, a wide open offensive rebound? But you know the, the coaching staff will will do a great job of prioritizing things for these kids and, and letting them know. You know, in transition, or if somebody hits the lane, you have to go and help, and 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 then it falls on somebody else to rotate, and that's where uh, the perimeter players that may not get as many rebounds are going to have to do a really good job of 
of rotating and blocking out if a big uh, like quap leaves to go block a shot. You think about all those things. You don't have a half hour. No, you don't. But you, you do it so much in in practice. It almost becomes second nature. When when a guy when you're at a certain point in the court and and the guy with the ball is at a certain point, you kind of know what your options are and you play basically one of one of two options out in your head and say which which one am I going to do? Am I going to stay or am I going to go? Wow. Well, he used to be 2K. That's what Tony called him, but he had five blocks, so now I call him 5K. But more than anything, he's that sheriff that I say you need to restore law and order under the basket. Uh, if he wants to know the best or realize how good you are, I'll just show him the record book. Well, well he, it's great that they have somebody like that because they're going to need it. If they're going to pressure the ball and go for deflections and steals, they're going to get beat sometimes, and it's, it's great to have somebody in the back that helps cover that up. Mac, always a treat. Next time, Tony will be on. Thanks. Thank you. Marquette's Hall of Famer, Jim McElvain. Uh, you can't believe how many shots he blocked. Scalzo and Bruss, next. No worries.